sitting here today and have 20 memorable moments in WWE, I'd say you're crazy, especially with how my journey started. Um, going from being told no in my tryout uh, to not having a contract here to where I'm sitting at today is, I don't know, it's, I'm, like I said, I'm extremely lucky and I'm honored to be able to say that I've done a lot of cool things. Um, that was a big one. I'd say the thing that's most synonymous with me Mm-hmm. would have to be my feud with Mato Champa. I think that from, I mean, from our DIY days yeah. to him turning on me to our whole feud, I think that is probably, when you look at professional wrestling and mm-hmm. you look at stories that are told, I feel like that is going to go down to one of the best stories ever told. I, you, you'd certainly get that vote from me. When you, obviously it was uh, a bit of a different dynamic because you guys we're true to life, best friends. And you came in together, obviously the time with DIY, which was interesting to watch in itself because you came in uh, as unsigned at first and developed throughout. But then the, the turn that I think nobody expected ever to happen. Um, what was it like for you to have that, to have that moment actually play out? I mean, obviously, you know, unfortunately Tommaso was injured and on the shelf uh, soon after but it was it was such a hallmark moment in NXT's history um, were you was there any trepidation on your part to have that to, to go through that or or were you guys you know ready to see what you guys could do against one another that, that's what we wanted since day one honestly before we started teaming I think the whole reason we started teaming was to ultimately get to that turn and get to that moment uh, just because you look at us and we're such an odd couple, mm-hmm. even in real life, we're such an odd couple. Uh, I mean, I, again, I, not just personality-wise, but looks-wise, we are completely different yeah. human beings. <laughs> and like, he is such the prototypical bad guy, and I am such, I guess, the lovable underdog, <laughs> that it just makes perfect sense. So I think teaming together is the odd couple, I mean, when you look at it, and for us, we we wanted to team together to kind of develop that bond mm-hmm. because what you saw on screen was very much so real. We were two guys thrown together. Mm-hmm. We just happened to dance were together at our tryout too. We roomed together. We drove together. We were told no together. Yeah. Um, and like we knew each other on the indies and we were friends, but being able to, I guess, go through all that together brought us closer together. Like going through all that together brought us closer together. Absolutely. made us realize what we had to do to get what we want, um, made us work even harder, made us push one another um, to get to the point where we wanted to be. And I think it was an easy thing, too, for us to come in together as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a very intimidating thing to come into WWE to get your, basically to work for your dream job yeah. and to be on that big stage, to be able to learn together. And then when we both felt like at the time was right, and, and the funny thing is, mm-hmm. dude, we weren't even supposed to team that long. Like, yeah. It wasn't supposed to be a long-term team. Like, I don't think the tag titles or anything like that was, like, our, our lofty goal. Ultimately, our goal was to have our feud with one another. Mm-hmm. And just the way things played out, uh, the team caught fire. The Glorious Bob caught fire. Yeah. We won the tag titles. We went on a crazy run. And I, I don't want to say this, but, I mean, Tommaso's injury almost helped us in a way, too, because we live in a society to where... Um, you get something so fast nowadays that yeah. when you're, even if you're watching a YouTube video or something like that there's like a skip now feature everything has a skip now feature if you just want it now yeah. um, the 
muscle injury made people wait. And you don't get that nowadays. You don't get having just people for there to be something you want so bad and you just, you, there's nothing you can do about it. You have to wait for it. And mm-hmm. luckily enough, it worked out where I was able to have my match with Andrade in that time. Mm-hmm. And like, I caught fire as a single competitor that come out with the back and make my life hell. And it, it worked out so perfectly that. Absolutely, and unfortunately, the technology isn't available to make the glorious bomb into one of the trading cards that Tops did. But there were, of course, twenty moments across the, across the board, including with Champa, with uh, with Andrade, and a number of your other highlighted moments. Um, have you had a chance to to pick up a lot of the of the cards that have been issued to you, or did or have you been given um, a, a lot of the cards? Yeah. Uh, that's the first time I ever see the cards. I'm always like, this is so cool because I was such a big card collector when I was younger, whether it be baseball cards or Pokemon cards or anything like that. Yeah. Like, I always collected trading cards. Uh, and it, it's just so cool. And I, I, I take pictures on my Instagram stories a lot of me signing these cards, and people get very excited. You know, I like to, for the collectors, I like to put little Easter eggs in there too, to where, like, my favorite number seven. Nice. So sometimes I'll, like, I'll, like, sign. I'll like do a special signature on the number seven card. I'll write Johnny Wrestling or Johnny Takeover, or I'll, I'll add a little something special on that one. Nice. Just as a little Easter egg for collectors. Because I, I appreciated that when I was younger, so mm-hmm. I have the opportunity to do that now. It's pretty cool. But I haven't seen all of my cards. The thing is, my mom, uh, my mom collects all my cards. Okay. So like she goes on eBay and things like that <laughs> <laughs> to try and buy all my cards. That's very cool. Um, is there one, any uh, particular one that sticks out to you? Would it be your first card? Would it be um, a particular highlight card or anything like that? So one that I just saw recently, uh, that I just signed recently, that I was a big fan of, mm-hmm. was a card that had a piece of mat from my match at TakeOver New York with Adam Cole. Yeah. I was always a big fan of, like, I, I remember I had a, a Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 12 uh, collectible plaque that had a piece of the canvas from when he won the title. Mm-hmm. So for me to have a trading card like that that has a piece of the bat from when I won the title, I think that's pretty cool. So I think that's my current favorite. Absolutely. And I guess, uh, I mean, being a uh, being a Cleveland Browns fan, I'm sure you had a large number of collectibles uh, from, their, from the team over the years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I'd be... Many Like, I was a big collector of those cards as well. So, I mean, any, any, it was, it's such a, a great feeling 
wrestling to be able to open up a, a fresh pack of cards and, and like get the one you want. Is it nothing touches that feeling? Absolutely. When you look, when you think back to those early days, it's. I mean, obviously, wrestling was part of the focus for you from for a long time. But was there ever a time that you thought how, that it would that it would just be phenomenal just to have a card of myself in my hands? Or what was what was was there any sort of other inspirations along that line um, as you as you developed your career? Yes. So for me, I was uh, I was really big into baseball when I was younger. Yeah. Um, I played little league. I got I took classes. I got I was a pitcher and I was a first baseman. I'm a lefty, so they really wanted me to be a pitcher. Yeah, uh, my dad did. So I took like uh, professional classes and like I was very much into baseball. I would train and do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember uh, the All Star Game was in Cleveland. Okay. Uh, in the in the middle of the nineties, when the Indians are very hot, um, and they had like a fan fest. Mm-hmm. And they had a booth set up at the fan fest where you could get a picture taken of yourself and they put you on a trading card. Nice. And for me, that was one of the coolest things ever. It was like, oh my God, I can have my own trading card. So I remember doing that and having a trading card of myself. Now fast forward to today and it's still amazing to me that collectors all around the world collect cards of me on them. And they're like real cards. Not, not, not fake, they're just that I made. <laughs> like real life cards that are out there that people would search for and get. And that's, that's amazing to me, man. Like I, like I said, I'm extremely lucky to be in the mm-hmm. position I'm in. And it's, every day is a dream. It's such a dream come true to be able to do what I do. And Candace has uh, let you keep a lot of the a lot of the stuff, do you, or, do, or do you have to keep it all in a man cave? No. So Candace is very, very open of, and very accepting of my, my nerdiness <laughs> and my craziness. Uh, she's in, she's embraced that she's married a Clevelander, and us Clevelanders are, are very out there, apparently. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I mean, all, all of my toys and all of my collectibles and all of my sports memorabilia is very much so out there. And I, I'm very lucky that I, I married a girl. <laughs> it, 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 I don't want to say as nerdy as me, but it really embraces my nerdy. <laughs> Well, I mean, she is a she is a Winnipegger like myself at heart. So I, she she grew up around a lot of it too. So. Oh, see, that's fake. That's not real. <laughs> really? Like she was from Canada. So Wikipedia says she's from Canada. Yeah. Not real. <laughs> she's from California. Her wrestling character when she's on the Indies when she just started was from Canada. She's like a Canadian gimmick. Therefore, like. I think Wikipedia just said, like, oh, she's from Canada. No, she's from Riverside, California. <laughs> that is <laughs> hilarious. Because, I mean, the last the last thing I, you would ever expect a, a wrestler to do is to pretend to be from Canada. But, hey, sure, why not? Um, yeah, right. She's a big Chris Jericho fan. There we why? go. There we go. We, then we, we can't really talk about his name right now. Um, when you t- when, <laughs> when you When you look back um, and really... It, 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 and it, it's, it's, it is... Fairly obvious. I mean, you've had so many highlights over the over your career, um, but I think that a lot of people will say that this incarnation of Johnny Gargano with the wheel, with the Gargano Christmas that's coming up next week, with everything everything that you've done as a heel is almost on the same level as being a babyface. So you know, in in in, uh, in contrast to what you said before about about being the 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 good guy. You know, how how has it has the experience been for you? Were you nervous at all going into into uh, turning, or was it something that you figured, okay, let's give this a, a real shot? Oh, it was my idea. I've been wanting to do this for a very, very long time. Uh, I think with anything, if you do 
something for so long and you just get boring and you kind of get stagnant, especially like when you want to create stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you just you just, you need that creative outlet to be able to express yourself in a different way. Yeah. Uh, if any any actor or anyone like that plays the same role for so long and just get tired and you get bored with it, and the audience gets bored with it too. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I needed something new. I needed something fresh. And and honestly, I I I was a heel. I mean, I, like they just. Everyone looks at me and they see, like, the, like I said, it was me and Tommaso. They see me as a part of the underdog baby face. Yeah. Um, but I was a heel on the indies for so long. Mm-hmm. And that's just what I'm, I think, I'm honestly the most comfortable when I'm a bad guy. Yeah. Uh, and that's wild to say, but I feel like what you're seeing on screen right now, especially the, the dynamic with Candace, yeah. is the most real-life Johnny Gargano you're going to find. And that's absolutely terrifying to say, as crazy and out there as I am. But... That's kind of like real life me, and what you're seeing on screen is our real life dynamic. And mm-hmm. Especially now that we have Indy and Austin Theory to play off of, yeah, I think it's going to be nothing but great stuff ahead. And I kind of took, I, I take little things as challenges for myself. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I take like people saying like, oh, he's just he's just a great babyface, he's just a great underdog. I mm-hmm. think that is a challenge, a personal challenge for me. I say, okay, you think I can just do this? No, I can do so, so, so much more. You just have no idea yet. And, like, that, that is the fun of it in me. Like, that's the fun for me is to be able to go out there and be like, okay, like, I got a TV. Mm-hmm. I'm going to break this TV, and we're going to make a thing out of it. Oh, there's a wheel? I hate wheels now. I'm going to make a thing out of that. Like, I, like that's, that's so much fun to me now. Yeah. I feel like before, the big hang-up on, on, on me or on Johnny Gargano was like, oh, he's just, he's just a great baby-faced character. He's a great underdog character. Mm-hmm. Or like, what's his character? And now it's like, my character is everything. <laughs> I can make anything work now. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, that's very similar to a certain superstar who can't be named that uh, did that with uh, lists and such. So that's it's amazing to see. Um, I'm going to sneak in one last question, though. Um, obviously, this has been a very trying time across North America and across the globe with COVID and having the effect, obviously, on WWE and, and NXT with not being able to have fans in the stands. Um, what has the dynamic been like for you? And what is your... What is, is that... If there's one one thing that you can have in that moment when fans are allowed back in the into arenas, what do you envision that to be? I, I think it's going to be wild, especially when there's a lot of fans back. I think it's just going to be nuts. I think the first tackle is going to get the craziest response ever. Um, I think we all expect that. We're all very excited for it. Um, that's that's really the, the key ingredient of what makes NXT special. Mm-hmm. It's the key ingredient of what makes those 20 Johnny Gargano moments so special. If there were no fans around for those 20 moments, I don't think they'd be anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NXT audience, the, the fans, the atmosphere, takeovers, that's what makes NXT what it is. And we're sorely, sorely missing that. Mm-hmm. And I cannot wait until they're back, especially now with my new character. I cannot wait until I have 15,000 people to play off of because it's going to be incredibly, incredibly awesome. 